This podcast is brought to you in part by Steve Webb VoiceOvers. Have an online video that needs a narrator? I'm your guy. A printed book that you want to turn into an audiobook? I'm your guy. A radio commercial that needs a persuasive voice? I'm your guy. If your business or church needs a friendly voice, I'm your guy. Go on over to Steve Webb VoiceOvers and check out my demos at steveweb.net. Let's talk. Email me at studio at steveweb.net or call me at 951-732-8511. I'm your guy. <laughs> Welcome to LifeSpring. I'm your long-lost and long AWOL host, Steve Webb. More about being absent without uh, leave later. So what is LifeSpring? Well, it's been so long, maybe we all need a reminder. Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Remember, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, or your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Life Springs about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. What will you find here? Well, you'll find music, you'll find conversation, and you just might find a few reasons to believe. On today's show, I'm going to share an email conversation that I recently had with somebody about faith or the perceived lack thereof. I'll talk to you about why it's been so long since the last LifeSpring show. There'll be news from the Web family front, and I'll share some great new music with you. But first, I told you uh, on the last show, I think, that I was producing Brian Duncan's first audiobook. It is now finished, it's on the market, and I've got a brief excerpt for you to listen to right about now. Motorcycles are great for clearing your head. I can now tell when it's time to get on the bike because there's a ringing in my ears that won't go away. It's a high-pitched frequency that comes with all the little annoyances in a day. Mostly it's that cell phone frequency of someone else's voice telling me what I gotta do next. A motorcycle might be the one roller coaster you don't have to stand in line to ride. And the good news is, you can go around again if you feel like it. Closest thing to flying you can do on the ground. It's Drano for your head, a spectacular cleansing of the cobwebs in your soul. It's a regained sense of control with the flick of your wrist, the wind pushing the twist out of your face, putting it back where twists belong, on the road, like streets of gold running through the gates of heaven. Suddenly, angels aren't so hard to believe in. Miracles might be possible. Good reasons to just ride. Mom is moving in and bringing her little dog. How a biker knows he's getting old. Get off my lawn. Adjusting kneecap before dismounting bike. Thoughts you've had about idiot cagers. Throw a live skunk through the open window. Red flags when looking to buy used bike. Offers to throw in extra parts. Uh, I lost the registration. I'll take 500 cash, but you gotta write out right now. Why bikers have tattoos? Body can be identified when head is missing. Why a lot of bikers have shaved heads? Can't tell he's not wearing a helmet. How a biker knows there's been a downturn in the economy. Sold the dog for a tank of gas. Biker theology on little frickin' stickers. 
There is a God, you're not him. The devil loves you, idiots are easy to work with. God loves sinners, good news for me. Classic literature, a biker has read cover to cover. That would be... Uh... How a biker makes sense of the Bible. Better understanding of the road to redemption. Understands trusting somebody to have your back. Spiritual journey needs a kickstart. <laughs> so if that sounds like your cup of tea or if you know a biker, go to hogwashhumor.com and download a copy. There are six fun to listen to chapters, over an hour of Brian's observations of motorcycle madness, and it's only $9.95. Go on over to hogwashhumor.com. This is brand new music from Edwin Derricott from uh, New Zealand. Mr. Adventure has lost his soul Where did your Saturdays go? Time ain't for wasting, no life is for tasting Not watching your portfolio, let it go Not enough music in this life I have a flame tree, it grows Releases its leaves when it blows The neighbors don't like me, no bark but they bite me And I'm trying to let it go But they're twisting the knife Not enough music in this life And I've been crying these tears for no reason at all I got a really nice house, I got a beautiful wife There's not enough music in this life This is the future we know Into the YouTube we go My space is replaced and my book has this face in I'm trying to let it go but it's holding me tight not enough music in this life And I've been crying these tears For no reason at all I feel so crazy It's been years since I just let go I've been gathering dust now for way I got a really nice house, I got a beautiful wife There's not enough music in this life I am a flame tree that grows Release all my leaves when I'm cold The neighbors still fighting, no bark but they're biting I'm trying to let it go
Edwin Derricket from uh, the brand new album Three Hours South. Um, Edwin's brother Mark has been a longtime LifeSpring listener, and he DM'd me on Twitter the other day to let me know that there was some new music. So check out the music at edwinderricket.com. Of course, I'll have links to all the things that I mentioned on the show today over at the uh, show notes page for the uh, for the. <laughs> Over the show notes page for LifeSpring at LifespringMedia.com. Yeah, it's been a while, huh? <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine on Facebook sent me this message. And I could tell from, well, you'll be able to tell too when you look at this, but uh, he was pretty, um, had been doing a lot of soul searching and was disturbed by some things. And well, let me just read you the the message that he sent to me and then we'll uh, get into it. He said, Hey, Steve, how are you? Well, I guess I just wanted to ask for some help with my faith. That is, well, I've always had this issue with feeling like God and the devil are a fairy tale. I struggle so much with believing if I myself even believe when I say, God bless you to someone or pray for someone, anything along the lines of being a Christian, I stop and wonder, now, did I just pray for that person or say God bless because I really believe in Christ or because it's out of habit and it's how I was raised? I definitely think too much. I just don't have a peace with knowing Christ. It's, it's felt like an act my whole life. I just want to find happiness. I'm never happy. I get on a high for a few days, then bam, it's gone. And as Christians, we're supposed to find happiness and peace in Christ, right? Well, I don't have that. And I just want to know for a fact that I'm truly going to heaven instead of wondering. I definitely also worry too much. Sorry if this is too much for you to answer. I just felt that you'd be good to talk to. Hopefully we can talk. And then he signed his name. And then he said, uh, P.S., I wanted to say God bless, but I didn't because it would be hypocritical to everything I just said. Ha, ha, ha. So I wrote him back and I said, listen. It's okay to have doubts sometimes. Everyone does if they're a thinking person. There is that part of us, the flesh, that tries to trip us up. And remember Thomas, the guy who said, I ain't going to believe until I put my finger in the holes in his hands. And this guy spent three years in the company of Jesus. Talk about a hard case. But Jesus didn't scold him the next time he showed up in their midst. He understands how we are. Having peace with him doesn't mean we don't sometimes doubt. Here's an idea, probably nothing you've not thought of, but I'll suggest it anyway. Ask God to make himself real to you. I did that one day in church. This was after my divorce. I'd felt like God could never use me again. I'd stopped going to church for quite a while, but I started going again when Leanne asked me to go with her to her church. This is, of course, a long time before we were married. Um, I felt like such a hypocrite for the longest time, but I liked being with her. Well, one Sunday morning, as everyone was standing and singing and worshiping, I asked God to make himself real to me again, if in fact he was real. I told him that I wanted to believe again, that I wanted to be able to worship him like these people were. And guess what? He did. He began to heal my heart, and he began to build my faith again. My friend, God is big enough to put up with our weakness. He loves us enough to be patient with us. And he's secure enough to allow us to question. He takes us where we are and he works with what we are. If there is something in our life that needs to change, he works with that too. 
but he starts where we are. As far as going to heaven is concerned, only you and he know if you have put your faith in Jesus. If you have, then you're golden. That doesn't mean you're perfect. It just means that you're perfect in the Father's eyes because he sees you through the filter of Jesus' shed blood. He's not finished with you. But the Bible says that he will finish the work that he has begun in you. Rest in that. Here's good news. It's not up to us to change. (laughs) What? It's true. It's up to him to change us. All we need to do is be willing to be obedient. One, I'm stepping out of my response here to my friend, and I'll say that, you know, one of the things that we're told is that, you know, if we are uh, a believer, then the fruit of the Spirit will be present in us. One thing I'm fond of saying is that uh, if we are to bear fruit, then it's not up to us to grow the fruit. It, we don't ha- it, it doesn't take um, a lot of effort Now you say, Steve, you have to make a decision. Yes, you do. But listen, an apple tree doesn't put forth effort to grow an apple. An apple grows from an apple tree if the apple tree is healthy and it's being nurtured by what? The apple tree? No. If it's being nurtured by the one that is taking care of the apple tree. And growing an apple is just a result of being a healthy apple tree. The plant doesn't put forth effort. It just... It just grows a fruit. So if we are to mature in Christ, all we have to do is be willing to let him work in us. And then he is going to, by the Holy Spirit, cause the growth to happen and cause the fruit of the Spirit to become manifest in us. Now, the way in which he does that sometimes is difficult to go through. It doesn't take, uh, I I mean, growing is not an easy process in that, the tools that, that God sometimes uses create um, <laughs> pressure, sometimes pain in us. Uh, this last year, 2009, was one of those years for me. But, uh, you know, the, I've talked enough about that, and I don't really plan on talking any more about it. But it's just um, something that we don't have to say, okay, today I am going to be patient. Well, you know, maybe you can remind yourself in the morning, but... As the Holy Spirit matures us, manifesting patience becomes almost second nature. You can say, well, today I'm going to, um, you know, be more loving. Okay, well, that's good to think about that. But you wouldn't even have those thoughts if it weren't for the Holy Spirit working in your life. So it really is up to God to mature us. It's only up to us to allow him to work in us. So anyway, um, I I told him, rest in that. All we need to do is be willing to be obedient. And now going back into my response, a word of advice, determine in your heart that whatever he asks, your answer will be yes. After all, why would we ever say no to a God who loves us as much as he does? His plans for us are perfect and right and awesomely good. If you take that advice, I guarantee that you'll begin to experience the peace that you're looking for. This past year has been the hardest of my life, I wrote to him. My 21-year-old business is almost done for because of this horrible economy. We may lose our house. My dad died on Mother's Day, and there are even worse things that have happened since then that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. And yet, this is the important part, not that part I just said. My faith in God is strong. 
I know that I know that I know that he is real and that he will see me through all of this. He's proven himself to be faithful so many times in the past that there is no way that I can doubt him. Now, that's not to say that I don't get down sometimes because sometimes I wonder how he's going to get me through it, but I know that he will. I just don't know how. Listen, you're okay. God will walk through this time with you. Sometimes he seems or even is silent. That's okay. Keep after him. Cling to the hem of his garment. Let him know that you won't give up on him if he doesn't give up on you. And believe me, he will never give up on you. God bless you. And so a day or two went by and I was praying about my response to him and his response to my response. A couple of days later, he wrote this back. Hey, Steve, first off, thank you for taking the time to write back and help me in my time of need. Second, thank you so much for opening up with me. You know, Steve, I think that's a major reason why I struggle with happiness lately, because I think I'm not fully healed from my ex-wife hurting me. Yeah, he had you know, been through divorce and some things had happened that he had told me about. And he said seven months ago, she left me and then divorced me recently. It's not that I still have feelings for her. That's not it at all. I think it's because of my daughter. To be completely honest, I had very bad anger issues being a new parent. Not to mention, on top of it, I was an angry person anyway. And my ex just made me the most angry person in the world. And I do believe that in a marriage it takes two, so I'm not going to pin everything on her, but I regret who I was in that marriage. I was rough at times with my daughter and verbally abusive with my wife. You probably think at this point, now I know why she left you, but trust me, there was more to it. What I'm trying to get at is I wake up every day in pain because I can't seem to even really grasp the fact that I was who I was. I don't forgive myself for who I was. Everyone says I need to forgive myself because Jesus already has, but it's like you and your story. You feel like God can't use you anymore. I feel like there's a disconnection between me and God. I feel like no matter what I do, I'm going to hell. I've struggled with this for the past five years. I feel as if I'm a hypocrite as well. I have so many emotions and so many things I'm really trying hard to just get past and move on with the future. I'm completely torn up inside, and that's just the truth. I'm going to take all your advice, I promise. Just know that I still have a lot of unanswered questions, and I may bother you about them again from time to time. Ha ha. Thank you so much again. Talk soon. So, my response to him there was, well, here's some bad news, some good news, and some awesome news. Bad news is that divorce is something that you'll probably never fully heal from. It's been about 23, 24 years, something like that, since, since my divorce, and there is still a part of me that hurts. That's why God hates divorce. He knows how much it hurts, how much it leaves scars on our hearts. He means it when he says that the two become one. When you divorce, it's like ripping yourself in half, literally. And that's how much it hurt me, and I'm guessing it's the same with you. It's actually good that you regret who you were if you use that to change who you are. That's what I did. Yes, it takes two to make or break a marriage, but we can only change who we are. If you determine not to make the same mistakes and ask God to help you change, then you've made a good decision. Also, you should go to your ex-wife and apologize to her for the things that you did wrong. Ask her forgiveness. 
Not that this is going to bring you back together, but because scripture tells us to go to the person and confess and ask for their forgiveness. At that point, you've done what you can. And then you ask God to help you forgive yourself. You'll never forget what you did, but with time, the pain will subside. And that's the good news. If you do the above, you'll get to where it's not so bad that you think about it much. It'll become less and less a part of your conscious thoughts. It'll just be something that shaped who you are today. The awesome news is that divorce is not the unpardonable sin. Even the father is a divorcee. Jeremiah 3.8 says, And I saw, when for all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a bill of divorcement. The thing is, God went back and he made a new covenant with Israel. But the fact remains that he did divorce Israel. He knows the pain of divorce. And he forgives. Don't forget that. Hang on to that. Bask in his forgiveness. Allow his love to engulf you. Understand that he knew all about your past failures when you first asked him to save you. And he knew about all your future failures as well. God is not surprised when we sin. He knew it was coming. He doesn't say, I can't believe that guy did it again. When is he ever going to learn? Of course not. He's God. He knows the future. And that's the point. He knows the future and he's not finished with us yet. So when we sin, we accept it, we confess it, and we move on. I know, easier said than done. That's the faith part. We have to rely on his promise of grace. Do we believe 1 John 1, 9 when he says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness? If we're not going to call God a liar, then we have to believe it. So far, God has never failed me, and I doubt he's going to ruin his perfect record on you. Rest not in who you are, but in who he is. And that's how I closed it. And then he wrote back and he said, well, I understand I'll never fully heal. And I did exactly what you said I should do about a month ago. I emailed her and apologized for everything and told her how sorry I was. And she ignored it. I think that's why I haven't been able to get it off my mind. And it still hurts and it sucks to think about it. The thing is, I practically begged her to come back for four months straight. When I would go to see my daughter, I would ask her mom every single time, is there any thought of reconciliation? Her mom would say, no, she's divorcing you. So I think what he's doing there is he was talking to his mother-in-law. And the mother-in-law would say, no, she's divorcing you. Finally, after so long, she divorced me. And then, after some time, my ex decided to email me, begging for me to come back. And at that point, I had moved on. Her motives for getting back were not love. It was throwing my faith in my face, saying God doesn't agree with divorce. And then trying to use my daughter against me. It was horrible. I definitely did not know about the whole divorce thing with God. That really helps, to be honest, because I felt like because I didn't just sit around and wait for my ex no matter what, I was going to hell. But yeah, I have a hard time with the faith thing. I really do. I have another friend who stresses all the time that it's faith I need. And it makes me so angry because it's not that easy for me. Not angry at my friend. Angry when I try to have faith and I just don't seem to get it. The big question is, Steve, is... Why did God let me be the angry father I was with my daughter? And why was I the husband I was? It's cliche, but it's how I feel. I lost everything. And I wake up every day wondering who I am and what my purpose is in this world. 
it crushes me. A lot of hurt there, huh? And just to be clear, I'm leaving out some of the personal things in this. So um, the thing with the uh, ex-wife coming back several months later is because uh, my friend had moved on and uh, the divorce had happened and he began having another relationship. And so now, you know, what with the relationship started up, then the ex-wife comes back and he says, oh, I want you back. Well, anyway, there's a lot of other things in, in there that I'm, I'm kind of leaving out so as to maintain his privacy and to sort of move the story along. So I wrote back to him after he said it crushes me. I completely get what you're saying about the situation with your ex. Yeah, there's a lot going on there in terms of anger, jealousy, and who knows what else. You did what you should have done other than instead of an email, you probably should have gone to her face to face, but that's in the past. You apologize for your part in the breakup of your marriage. Her motivations are hers, whatever. Regarding faith, the Bible tells us that God is the author and finisher of our faith. We are to be obedient and follow him and his word, but it is the work of the Holy Spirit to work in us in order to make us who he wants us to be. It's a partnership. He doesn't force anything on us, but as we obediently follow his leading, our faith is built up. If we continually tell him no, if we refuse to take those steps of faith that he presents to us, then we'll be stunted in our growth. But if we say yes to him, our faith will grow. I know this because I've experienced this myself. There is a time when we must make a decision to abandon ourselves to his care. And it is a decision. We decide that no matter what, we will follow him. And then you got to burn the bridge behind you. As Paul said, we must keep our eyes on the prize set before us, in front of us, ahead of us. That means we got to look ahead, not behind. We move toward Jesus continually, no matter how hard the race gets. We just put on the game face and we go, we go, we go, allowing nothing to stand in our way. We will make it because it is he who enables us. He is not willing that any should perish. Romans 8 verses 38 and 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from his love. I believe that once we are his, we are his. The fact that you're so bothered by your little faith tells me that, buddy, you are in his hands. Now, don't be angry. Just ask for more faith and then patiently allow him to work in his way in his time. Now, understand that the enemy hates that you want more faith and he will throw lots of foul smelling, disgusting lies in your face to undermine you. Tell that foul liar to get lost in the name of Jesus. He has no power over you, and he has no business getting up in your face. Quote some scripture at him. You know it. And then do as Paul says. Think about the good and wonderful things that God has done in order to bring salvation to you and all the other good things. Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 through 8 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. 
And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You asked why God allowed you to do and to be that person who ruined your marriage. Well, it's because God doesn't force us to do anything. He allows free will. We must choose each moment of each day to do the right thing. He will not force us to obey him. He will not force us to love him. Forced love is rape, and he will not do that. You chose to be that man. I know that hurts to hear it, but it's true. You chose to be that man, and now you must choose to be a different man. It's up to you to decide. And I think you've made that decision already. So now move forward. Acknowledge the past and be thankful that you are not that man anymore. The good news is that you're not in this alone. You have people all around you who love you, including me. And best of all, you have a God who will equip you to follow through. Rejoice in him and the wonderful folks that he's brought into your life because you have a second chance. Grab it for all you're worth and run with it. God is good.
That is the waiting kind for the world. Uh, Dustin, one of the band members, uh, <laughs> another Twitter one, he followed me on there and I followed him back and he wrote me back and he said, hey, uh, take a listen to our music. They're over at uh, myspace.com slash the waiting kind. But uh, they say, we are a progressive worship band that has a passion for seeing young, old, broken and restored people touched by God's presence in music. We believe in the power of waiting or the moment when our brokenness is met with God's redemption. As we wait, he hears and responds to our voice. And they have a scripture verse that goes with that, Isaiah 40, verse 31. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. And that's my prayer for my friend that I had the email conversation with. So what do you think of the advice I gave my friend? Did I leave anything out? Do you agree with what I told him? Feel free to comment. Go to LifespringMedia.com, click on the LifeSpring Show icon, and leave your comment. Or leave an audio comment at 951-732-8511. And of course, there's always email, steve at LifespringMedia.com. Well, how is 2010 shaping up for you? So far, it's shaping up to be a much better year for the Webb family. We're still nowhere near out of the woods financially, but with the family's business going south, but we're making some slow progress. The lovely Lady Leanne changed jobs to one with better pay and much better working conditions. Middle son Stephen is back from touring as a drummer in a Christian hardcore band and is now employed, so mom and dad no longer have to pay all of his expenses. Uh, he's going to take his driving test, uh, let me see, I think tomorrow, uh, maybe the next day. So anyway, he'll hopefully have his driver's license and that part of my taxiing responsibilities will go away Yeah, because I am the taxi driver because we're down to one operating car right now, except for Steven's 98 Volvo wagon. So I've pretty much been the taxi service for the entire family. Uh, Leanne does often take Timothy to school in the morning, although sometimes I do, but uh, she'll take him sometimes before she goes to work. But then I have to, then she comes back home and I have to drive her to work. And then I have to drive Steven to work. And I, then I have to pick up Tim from school. Then I have to pick up uh, Steven from work. And then I got to pick up Leanne from work. And of course, <laughs> these trips can't usually be combined into one trip. The schedules are just different enough that usually each of these is a completely separate event. And then, of course, on Wednesday nights, I take Stephen and Timothy to and from church for youth. And these are just the normal scheduled events. But, of course, life throws in a bunch of other unplanned trips all the time. I mean, that's that's life. Uh, like, well, I don't know, taking the kids to meet friends somewhere or trips to Costco or, you know, what have you. So I really think I'm going to get one of these little taxi signs to put on top of my car, you know, taxi. Uh, anyway, maybe I'll even put a meter inside. But it makes it pretty hard to get my own stuff done. Uh, that's the life of a house husband, I guess. So what am I doing these days besides being a taxi driver? Well, I'm pretty much a full-time voiceover actor now. I usually record about 10 to 20 radio commercials a week. Plus, I'm in the process of recording the entire Bible once again for a client. Uh, I say again because, as you probably know, one of the LifeSpring Media podcasts is the LifeSpring Family Bible, where you can listen to the entire Bible in one year. Um, that's been out since 2007. And now I'm recording the Douay-Rheims version, which is a Catholic Bible. So there are more books because of the Deuterocanonical or the Apocryphal books. Uh, the Douay-Rheims is, uh, well, it predates the King James by a few years with the New, New Testament being published in 1582, uh, Genesis through Job being published in 1609, and the remainder published in 1610. And uh, I don't know if you know, but the King James was originally published in 1611. So you can imagine how archaic the language is. 
Uh, reading it aloud is slow going, not only because the language is archaic, but I'll tell you, the punctuation is horrible. Commas are sometimes left out. Uh, sometimes um, they're used where periods ought to be. Uh, semicolons are sometimes where commas should be and on and on and on. So just you can't just sit down and read through it because in order to make it sound like it makes sense, it's got to make sense to me. And so I read through it and I go, no, that's not right. And so t- sometimes I'll have to read it two or three times before it makes sense to me. And then I can read it out loud in such a way that the listener can make sense out of it. So then I also have to educate myself with some of the words that are completely unfamiliar to me. I've even started a word for the day section on the show notes page for that show, for the, for that project. Uh, by the way, that's dr, as in do Rames, dr.lifespringmedia.com. It's not a daily podcast, but normally several times a week, I'll post a chapter from the day's recording session. Um, I don't own the work since my client has hired me to do the reading. The client owns it. uh, And when it's finished, he'll be selling it in an effort to help support several ministries and churches that that he supports. And um, I'll let you know when that's done. And I'll be offering it for sale at lifespringmedia.com. So you'll be able to help, help support this ministry right here. So anyway, back to the word of the day. How about uh, uh, concupiscence or concision, uh, maybe supernal or coadjutor? Benignity, contumelious, pusillanimity. <laughs> you get the idea. A lot of words there that when I, when you look at them, you say, "Well, how do you pronounce it?" So you look that up, and then, well, what does it mean? And then you know. You, so anyway, I, I do a word of the day at uh, dr.lifespringmedia.com. And then I've got other projects in the fire too. I'm very busy. Uh, that's why it's been so long since I did one of these shows. It's not because I've lost interest in doing them or in talking to you or having, you know, an exchange of ideas. Far from it. But time is just much more of a factor than it used to be. When our windshield repair business was doing well, I had much more time to devote to podcasting because my work hours paid me very well. Well, now not so much. I'm working way more hours than I ever have. And I even feel like I'm robbing the projects that I'm committed to doing by taking the time to do this show right now. But I don't want you to think that I've forgotten you either or that I've quit podcasting. So there you go. I actually am putting out at least 10 podcasts per week, but they don't go into this feed, the LifeSpring uh, All Shows feed anyway, if, if that's what you're subscribed to. If you're, if you're subscribed to the LifeSpring feed, then all you're getting is this show. Um, if you're listening to the, uh, or if you're subscribed to the LifeSpring All Shows feed, I don't put those other shows in there uh, because that wasn't really kind of the, the bargain when you signed up for the LifeSpring All Shows feed. Back then it was, you know, the, the, the weekend music show and In Touch with God's Character and LifeSpring Hymn Stories and the Dewey Rames and the other one that I'm doing uh, on a weekly basis is um, the LifeSpring Sunday show, which is uh, the church service from my own home church. So between the LifeSpring Family Bible, which is seven a day uh, or seven a week, and the Sunday show, which is, well, what do you think? Once a week and then the Dewey Rames. It's, it's 10, 12, 13 podcasts a week, but they don't get put into this LifeSpring all shows feed. I haven't had time to do the um, uh, the weekend music show or hymn stories or in touch with God's character in an awful long time, but those shows are not dead. <laughs> I insist on that. They're only on hiatus. I have every intention to bring them back. So, you know, what I would like to do is get your feedback, though. If you would like me to put these other shows into the all shows feed, would you please write to me? Uh, Steve at LifespringMedia.com. 
I really want to get your idea on it. I really want your, your feedback. So please write to me if you would like to have those other shows come to you, uh, even if you know, the LifeSpring show and in touch, et cetera, et cetera, if those don't come to you, let me know what you'd like to do. I can very easily put them into the all shows feed, but I won't do it until I get enough of you that say, Steve, I, I want to hear those. So yeah, let me know. And now switching gears, do I sound different to you? Do I sound maybe, I don't know, thinner? <laughs> Since the first of the year, I've lost 20 pounds. I've got more to go. I'm not quite halfway to where I want to be. But, you know, I was feeling really uncomfortable. My blood pressure was up. My cholesterol was up. I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't have good breath control for my voiceover work. And I just felt lousy. So I decided to do something about it. It was not a New Year's resolution, but I did decide right around the first of the year to change my lifestyle. I didn't say I to go on a diet. I needed to change my lifestyle. So my eating habit, my eating regimen has changed dramatically, and I'm walking several times a week. I walked six miles this morning. Uh, me and the lovely Lady Leanne went out this morning and, and uh, spent the time together, and we walked. And uh, we, we were walking at a fast clip, about four miles per hour. And uh, we just, uh, I've been doing that. And uh, I'm telling you, what a difference it's, it's, it's made. My endurance is greatly increased. My cholesterol levels are, are almost where they need to be. My blood pressure is in the normal range. And all of this without taking any of the drugs that I had been taking to control the blood pressure and the cholesterol and everything else. Um, I'm, I'm now wearing Levi's that I thought I would never get back into. My belt is three notches smaller. And like I said, I still have about, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, almost 30 pounds to get to my ideal weight. Now, Leanne says, oh, I don't want you to go that thin. But uh, if, if the, um, what's that, that fat body ratio thing, whatever they call that, I need to get to about 175, 180 pounds to be where I'm supposed to be with that thing. So anyway, uh, next time we talk, I'll be even thinner than I am now. So I'm, you know, I'm feeling good. Uh, my energy, like I said, is, is wonderful. Oh, by the way, so do you want to know how I did it besides the, the, the exercise? Let me know, steve at lifespringmedia.com, and maybe I'll talk about it on the next show, what I'm doing uh, dietarily. So anyway, with that, I guess now is a good time to wrap the show up. It's been a bit of a long one, but I want to thank you. Uh, if you have hung in this far, uh, for hanging in with me, uh, thank you. And thank you for not giving up on me, for keeping the show in your subscriptions. I'm going to really try hard not to take nearly so long to put out the next show. No promises, but my heart is to get back to you soon. Please tell a friend about the show, if you would. Uh, maybe comment at the iTunes store. That'd be fantastic. I love getting your emails, and I'm so very thankful to those of you who help to support LifeSpring Media with your monthly financial gifts. They honestly, truly do make a difference, no matter the size. Thank you for your faithfulness. And if you'd like to know how you can help support us, just go to support.lifespringmedia.com. Uh, my email address, as I've said, is steve at lifespringmedia.com. The comment line is 951-732-8511, and the show notes can be found at lifespringmedia.com, where you can find links to the music I played on the show today. Please check out these artists and buy some of their music. So, until next time, may God bless you and keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you, and may He give you peace. I'm Steve Webb.